What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. On Wednesday, January 18th, 26-year-old activist Manuel Esteban Pais Teran was shot and killed, murdered, while protesting the construction of the planned $90 million Atlanta public I'm putting the next word in air quotes, the safety training center, or as activists call it, Cop City, uh, an 85-acre police training uh, facility in South River Forest. Uh, But we want to talk about exactly what Cop City is planned to be, what people are law enforcement in particular saying about why it's being built, and what the organizing has looked like even prior to the violent and deadly repression organizers and activists, uh, which included the arrest of seven activists' experience at the hands of law enforcement uh, on Wednesday, January 18th. Here to discuss is Tunde Asazua, a member of the Atlanta chapter of the Black Alliance for Peace, or BAP. is also a member of BAP's National Coordinating Committee and part of a broader coalition of individuals and organizations fighting back against Atlanta's cop city plan. Good morning, Tunde. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, walk us through, uh, what, what, is cop, what is cop city itself? I mean, I give a very brief introduction, but if you could talk about, like, the plans for it, including, like, the convenience store and some of the other absurd things um, that I'm reading about that are in the plans. Yeah, sure. So, um, following the 2020 uprisings, uh, the Atlanta Police Foundation, which is, you know, really made up of the corporate elite in Atlanta in partnership, um, well, the, the Police Foundation in partnership with the city of Atlanta and the Atlanta Police Department put together plans to build those, a significant portion of the South River Forest, which is one of the largest green spaces in the Atlanta area, uh, to build a police military training center. Um, you know, with a lease of 381 acres, uh, uh, and that's all taking place in a majority black and brown neighborhood. Uh, and so the plans for this, this base, this urban warfare training center include, you know, the replica of a city to practice, you know, urban warfare tactics, a black Hawk helicopter landing pad, dozens of shooting ranges, uh, you know, space, uh, to practice or train for crowd control. Um, you know, when there is protests and stuff taking place, there's bomb testing sites like tear gas deployment sites and potentially a jail as well as like military great training facilities. And like you said, that that store and, uh, you know, there's places for folks uh, really to, to, to stay on the on the on the site. So it's, it's kind of like a military base. And so, you know, with the construction of this mock city, uh, you know, we, we think that, you know, the tactics of the the police uh, will be training in uh, these urban warfare tactics would really only be used against civilians. And so they're, they're really tools of controlling people, um, destroying ecosystems like, you know, the, the forest and enacting violence. And so, you know, we're saying that this construction will destroy essential forests, pollute the watershed in the city of Atlanta and train officers in dangerous militarization tactics. And so, you know, with, the Atlanta Police Foundation being at the forefront of this. Uh, we, we know that this facility will reflect the interests of the corporate elite here in Atlanta. Uh, folks like, you know, UPS, uh, um, AT&T, uh, uh, the Cox Media Foundation uh, uh, Company, and, and many other corporations like Accenture are, are represented on the police foundation. And so, 
you know, their goal is to train police to suppress community movements for justice. And we know that the profits of the elite, you know, depend on maintaining oppression and extraction. So, you know, they poured millions of dollars into this project already, and we're not fooled um, into believing this is about public safety, and we see it for what it is. Uh, you know, that their effort to train police to hinder movements for change and criminalize poor people and in black and brown communities, essentially. Tunde, I want to tug um, at one of the threads that you, um, you you put out there for us. When you started your response, you said following the 2020 George Floyd uprisings. Can you more clearly connect the dots between the uprisings that happened um, and and this the the announcement of the plan to build Cop City, as you all see it. Yeah. So um, you know, in 2020, in the city of Atlanta in particular, right, uh, uh, there were pretty uh, sustained and um, uh, uh, militant and intense protests that took place. Uh, the Atlanta police actually killed um, a person by the name of Rayshard Brooks. Uh, at, uh, in the parking lot of the Wendy's, um, not too far from, you know, a few minutes away from where I'm speaking to you today. And, you know, uh, that was just a couple of weeks after George Floyd's death, right? And so, you know, the, the Wendy's here in Atlanta was uh, a site of, um, of, of resistance. It, they, they called it like a liberated space. Um, and, you know, the, uh, when Rayshard Brooks was killed on June 12th in that parking lot, uh, um, you know, that touched off weeks of, you know, demonstrations in Atlanta. They burned down the Wendy's and, you know, the, the police chief in, in Atlanta resigned uh, and, and, you know, a murder charge was levied against, uh, um, you know, the police officer. And so those protests were kind of an embarrassment for police. It really showed the power of the people uh, and how they were able to liberate that, that space uh, by the Wendy's. Um, and I think it, it spoke to, um, you know, the, the, I guess on the part of the, the police force, the need to, um, you know, uh, I guess practice efforts at, at crowd control and, and consolidate their power, make, make it so that they're more easily able to repress these types of efforts, these types of movements. And, and so, you know, I, I think that was uh, the, the impetus, the, the, the spark that, that led to this idea for this urban warfare training center. They, don't, they didn't want to be embarrassed like they were in 2020, if that makes sense. They, they wanted to make sure they can suppress uh, protests and, and, you know, hinder these movements for, for change and, and against police brutality, against police murder, like how they murdered Rayshard Brooks on June 12th of 2020 and, um, you know, tor- tortured Gita uh, more recently. And, you know, that we know that they continue to uh, uh, murder civilians um, uh, outside of, you know, uh, uh, Rayshard Brooks and tortured Gita that, you know, that, that I think it was just the embarrassment of 2020 that led to this uh, effort to build a, a militarized police training center, a military base. Tunde, it, it, it seems to me that, that even just the, the presence of the training center, right, um, it is is and would have an impact uh, on on black and brown folks, knowing that there's that force that could be unleashed at any time that that they decide. Um, my producer told me you spent a year in Oakland, and, and I, I I I 
remember you you know about Santa Rita Jail, and there's there's times that I I've been out there and they've been um, you know the bomb squad has been practicing um, or they they've got gun ranges there and you're standing there right and you hear all these booms and these bangs and the gunshots and I'm someone that goes to the range but in that environment right it has a particular emotional impact and you mentioned the this training center will have you know fire range and I'm sure there'll be lots of, of things like that right um, bomb, bomb squads doing their things uh, folks doing target practice cops doing target practice can you talk about the emotional and mental impact? Because you said that this is near black and brown communities in Georgia. Just the just having something like that there and then seeing probably hundreds of various different types of law enforcement agencies um, moving in and out of their communities so close by. Yeah, um, you know, this is uh, a manifestation of, well, it, it will really represent war on, civilians, right? Like this facility will further militarize police, making black, brown, and low-income communities less safe, right? So training officers in military-grade weaponry and urban warfare techniques is really dangerous, and I think it speaks to, um, you know, the the, the uh, psychological impact on, you know, the impact of communities, but then also on the police officers. It, it really pits the police against the people. Right. Police already use excessive and lethal force that results in, in death. And, uh, you know, in Atlanta, I mentioned they murdered Rayshard Brooks in 2020. They've murdered a, a slew of other folks, Anthony Hill, Jamarian Robinson, Matthew Williams, and many other innocent people. And we know that militarized police are lethal and, you know, they make the communities less safe. Um, and so this, uh, I, I think, police militarization facility will really embody the nature of policing in the U.S., right? Like, you know, the crowd control techniques and the bomb testing that you just spoke to and, you know, all those other elements uh, um, are techniques that have been used to, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, pacify movements, but, you know, like like we're saying, terrorize communities. Um, and, you know, it, like you mentioned, it's not just Atlanta police will be training there. You know, Atlanta already has a police exchange training program with Israel through the Gilly program. I was going to ask you about strategies. that. Yeah, yeah, where they, and it, it really speaks, we, we we also see how, you know, the Israeli Defense Force, the Israeli security forces terrorize Palestinians and, you know, really uh, cause all sorts of uh, um, psychological uh, uh, challenges for the Palestinian people, uh, like, you know, PTSD and, and other uh, um, uh, uh, issues. And I, I think that's what we'll see uh, amongst the black communities that will be impacted here in Atlanta. Um, you know, it's really just the facility will be trained to, um, you know, prepare the police to unfairly arrest, uh, unfairly arrest and detain folks. Um, and Atlanta will become a leading exporter in violent police tactics if, um, you know, the, the cop city is built, right? So um, we, we uh, even, uh, I think there were some documents obtained for when they were applying to, um, you know, uh, secure the, the land. They, they said that 47 or so percent of the folks who will be trained at this facility will be from out of state, right? Like, it, it's not just for Atlanta uh, um, police. And so I, I think it just speaks to the, the, the orientation of the police uh, as being against or, um, you know, being used to, to uh, enact uh, uh, war and, and carry out war against the people and especially these 
black uh, and low-income communities that are right next to the facility. Um, Today, I want I want to talk about um, I, I want to talk about what what happened when um, Tortuguita was killed, murdered um, by Atlanta police. Can you walk through um, what the community believes actually happened in that incident and what the response um, from communities have been? I understand there have been ongoing protests. Sure. Um, so. Uh, there is a protest movement, uh, an ongoing movement uh, that's been uh, taking place since um, 2021, uh, the summer 2021, when, um, you know, if the plans for this facility were discovered, um, you know, activists on the ground moved really quickly. Um, you know, the Black Lives for Peace and, and others were, and many others, uh, uh, many other organizations and individuals, um, you know, were, uh, discussing what, how, how to respond. Um, and so, you know, we've uh, um, uh, been involved in a number of different efforts, town halls, canvassing, um, you know, uh, petitioning the, the city council uh, to, to, to uh, decline or, or to, um, um, to, to reject the plan for this, uh, this facility. Uh, and, and so, you know, one of the tactics has been to occupy um, a space within the forest, which is public space. It's, it's um, uh, you know, not privately owned at this point. Um, and, and so, you know, it's within uh, the legal right of, of activists to, 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 you know, take up space on, on public land. Um, and so, you know, Tort was um, one of the activists that was part of that um, uh, effort to, to defend the forest and, and uh, uh, take up space uh, um, in, in South River Forest, and you know one thing that the the police, the security forces um, that have uh, that are in support of Cop City have been doing are raids of the forest where they'll, um, I guess, attempt to to remove um, uh, some of the folks who were are staying in that area from the from the forest. Uh, oftentimes, they'll arrest them, and you know what took place last week um, was one of those raids. Um, you know, Tort was in a, a tent, um, and, and they say that, uh, you know, the, the, the police, uh, I, I guess, were, were uh, raiding and, and, you know, aggressing, uh, uh, and, you know, that, that's when, uh, um, you know, he was murdered, right? Like, the, the police say that, uh, uh, well, the police or the, the security forces, they actually say it was some Georgia State troopers um, who uh, uh, shot him, um, and uh, one of the troopers was also shot. Uh, and, and, you know, was in a hospital, um, but, you know, he was not killed. Uh, they claimed that Tort fired uh, a gun at him, but uh, I think we are skeptical of those claims. Uh, Tort was someone who, uh, um, you know, professed nonviolence. Um, uh, but we're also, you know, folks who are in support of self-defense. So we're, we're not necessarily, um, we're not sure about exactly what happened, uh, but we do know that, uh, you know, police lied. They they lied in the lead up to George Floyd's, uh, or after, immediately after George Floyd's murder. They lied uh, in the aftermath of Rayshard Brooks' murder, and we uh, believe that they're lying when they say that Tort, you know, was the one who shot the Georgia State Trooper. It could have been friendly fire from another officer. Um, it could have been a number of things. So, you know, we're we're very unclear on what happened, but you know, we we continue to uh, engage with the people, the uh, masses outside of or in the community surrounding the forest and try to uh, let them know what's happening and 
uh, just keep folks in the loop because the, the state, the, the police, the Atlanta Police Foundation aren't very forthright or clear on um, what's happening. We've had to, uh, you know, learn about these plans ourselves and do our own research. So our, our work is canvassing and, uh, um, you know, doing outreach uh, amongst the, uh, the people surrounding the forest to try and uh, do some um, community defense as, as, you know, these plans develop. Tindy, I'm, I'm going to definitely ask you to come back uh, as we continue to follow the story because I'm, I'm running out of time here and there's there's um, plenty more to talk about, including I don't want to lose sight of the seven activists that, that were arrested and are going to be fighting uh, court cases around this. But um, and not but r- real quick, what what can we do? What, what, do you, what do you need from from those of us um, not in Georgia, um, but, but that want to support? Uh, you know, like like I said, you can come on my show anytime you want. Uh, APTP is down to support anytime you want. But I know that there are folks listening. That are like, how can I help? Yeah. So um, you mentioned the activists that have been arrested. Um, a number of them are facing uh, exorbitant, uh, you know, bail amounts. I think two uh, were were awarded bail, but uh, something towards like around like three hundred and. Uh, oh, oh, almost four hundred thousand dollars were their bail amount. So we work with um, a bail fund locally here called the Atlanta Solidarity Fund that is raising money to to uh, I guess get those folks out of jail. Um, and I recommend folks look into um, donating to the Atlanta Solidarity Fund and helping with that effort. There are also um, uh, ways that folks can um, you know call into uh, uh, the Atlanta Police Foundation uh, to. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, let them know that they disapprove of this project and, and the intense repression that's coming out of it. And so I recommend folks check out uh, Defend the Atlanta Forest uh, uh, for, for information on how to call in uh, uh, to express disapproval. There are scripts and everything listed there. Um, but yeah, those are the immediate, uh, I guess, steps folks can take in action uh, to be in support of the movement. All right. I've got to leave it there. But like I said, we're definitely going to have you back. We're going to follow this very, very closely. Thank you so much. And and just solidarity and love and so sorry for the loss of your comrade. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate that. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.